0: Why is it important to be visible? Why is it hard to be successful if you're not visible? How can I be visible? If you're not putting yourself out there, it usually boils down to one thing. And today's guest on the Your Shining Self podcast, Pam Hamilton, is going to tell you what that one thing is during this episode. So be sure to keep listening. You are listening to the Your Shining Self podcast for women who need messages of hope, love and transformation. And now your host, Tish. Hey there, listeners. If you want to grab the show notes for today's episode, head on over to shiningself.com forward slash episode 29. Hey there, listeners. Thanks for being here. And I am so excited to have um, a new guest with me today. She's an attorney and a business coach who is passionate about helping small business owners grow thriving businesses that create wealth and make a positive impact in the world. Welcome, Pam Hamilton. Thank you for being here with me today. Wow, thank
1: you. That was a great in, uh, introduction. I appreciate it.
0: Well, thank you. So I'm excited to have you here because we are going to talk about something that I don't hear talked about often. And I know personally from, you know, being in my own business that this is so important. So the topic that we're going to talk about today is overcoming invisibility and becoming Oh my goodness. And becoming fully present in your business for greater success. So Pam, um, before we jump into that, is there anything else that you want to add to your introduction that I just did for um, our listeners to know about you?
1: Well, I I think that was a great introduction. I I think the only thing they should know is I I really love uh, coaching and helping people get their business set up and running. But you did a great introduction, so I don't think I need to add anything.
0: All right, perfect. And Pam, will you just let them know um, before, oh my goodness, will you let them know what your website is? I am having a hard time talking today.
1: (laughs) Yes, Um, my website is pamhamilton.com, so it's easy to remember.
0: And then, of course, I will make sure that that's included in show notes, but I wanted to make sure that we get that put out there right now, too, so that... Um, they can check you out. So Pam, let's go ahead and jump right into the whole uh, overcoming invisibility so that we can uh, be fully present in business so we can have greater success. So the first question that instantly pops into my mind and I'm sure is something that um, listeners might even be thinking is why is it important to be visible?
1: Well, You know, one of the things that you hear all the time is that people buy from people, right? And they buy from people that they know, like, and trust. And, you know, you hear it so much in the internet, it's kind of like this is a thing you throw away. But people need to know you. People, you know, want to know you. And if you're trying to build a business that you want people to be attracted to and surrounded by and work with you, and then you're hiding, they don't trust it. It, it kind of looks a little skeezy, so they get scared and they're not really, um, you know, they may not be willing to take a chance. And so even if you're giving away something free and they buy the free, they take the free, they may not actually move forward to continue buying because, they don't know you. You have to build a relationship with them. And being present in your business is the best way to do that. The more you will be there, you know?
0: Yeah. And that, you know, for me, that takes me back to, um, oh my gosh, well, I've been online since 2006. So I've been around for a while. And I think about, and now granted, there are people that I have known over the years that for, you know, personal reasons, things that were going on like in their personal lives, they could not show a picture of themselves. They had like an avatar. Now, because I knew knew them personally, I knew, okay, this person is really legit. But, you know, from my standpoint, I think about the times that I came across somebody online that, you know, didn't have any pictures of themselves and only had like those, do you know those avatar pictures that I'm talking about, Pam, like kind of like the cartoon character? And I'm not saying that's bad.
1: (laughs) Um, I did it. I did that. You know, I had the cartoon characters and I had the fuzzy, I have a fuzzy little brown picture, but it doesn't give people, it doesn't have the same effect. It's like. Even if you manage to figure out how to have success with that avatar, it goes so much further when you start to show yourself. Yes. That's the difference.
0: Yeah. And what I was rambling about and trying to get to the point of that was um, because the internet is so wide and vast and literally we don't know the person sitting behind the computer screen if they're not using like real images of themselves and stuff um you know back i'm a little more lenient today than i used to be and maybe that's not a good thing but i if somebody was using like a fake avatar picture or something and they had no even on like their website if it was like an avatar picture and they didn't have, you know, like a picture of themselves, I was like, move along. I don't want, you know, I'm not buying anything from you because you are not connecting with me as a real human being. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I totally love what you're talking about um, because it all comes down to that no like and trust factor. And with as saturated as the internet is these days, you know us being and not all of us are the brand of our business but we have to have that interaction and that human connection with others
1: right i mean everything is a brand i mean part of why if you even look at at apple part of why they got so big was because steve jobs was always there he was like the face of it he he had these things and he'd go oh and one more thing right and everybody waited and they loved it, and, they, and they, they got loyal to that brand. And now that he's gone, Apple's struggling a little bit because they don't have someone out there going, and one more thing, or being that big personality. Yes. Microsoft has Bill Gates. I mean, everybody, every company you look at that's really huge, there's some person that's the face of it. And if you're running a business, you need to be the face of it, and that means you need to be out there. And if you really can't be, then you need to find someone and partner with them that can be, because yes. it needs to be a face to your business.
0: Yeah. So Pam, let's talk about now, if somebody is trying to build a business online and they want to be successful, um, what And I know we've touched a little bit on it over you know, the last couple of minutes that we've been talking about, but why is it hard to be successful if they're not going to be visible in their business?
1: Well, one of the things that I find is that when someone's not willing to be the face of their business, when they're not willing to be out there, it's because they have some internal issues they're struggling with. Maybe they don't feel their self-worth. Maybe they don't feel their value. And if they don't know and feel their value and their self-worth, then they're not going to be able to project that to anyone else. No one's going to see it if they can't see it. You know, I mean, no one's going to buy it if they can't put it out there that I'm worth this. And so when you're not willing to be present, you have to really look at why. And some, a lot of times the why is because they don't feel worthy. And, you know, one of the things is, is that people need to understand we're born worthy. We're worthy whether we know it or not, we're worthy. And so you don't have to go through all of this angst and whatever. You were born worthy. And all you need to do is figure out what your genius is and share it. And when you're sharing it, it'll build your confidence. The more you do it, the more confidence you get. I mean, and I know that from personal experience. You know, just talking through it from personal experience. You know, people have all of these things about their body image, about their what they look like, where they're from. And I'm worthy and I'm going to step out, you know, because you got to be able to show your value.
0: Oh my gosh. I love this and I could rabbit trail down a whole (laughs) direction with all of that, but it's so true because I think back to, you know, my beginning, oh my gosh, back in 2006, when I first came online compared to where I am today, oh man. I mean, 2006 Tisha compared to, you know, 2020 Tisha, completely different person. Mm -hmm. I was that, oh my gosh. And it wasn't just business front. It was mental. It was emotional. Like I used to always question why people would talk about like mindset and personal growth when it came to business, because I'm like, that has nothing to do with business. Oh my God. And it has everything. To everything. Do with it.
1: It <laughs> yes. Has everything to do with it. It's like, yeah, because you if you don't have the right mindset, you can't be out there.
0: Yes. And
1: you gotta be out there.
0: Yeah, and that, I mean, back in 2006, I was that. Why? And it's so funny because for people that know me today that didn't know me back then, if I say quiet and shy, they're like, yeah, no, but <laughs> I was I was that I was so comfortable being behind the scenes. I didn't want to be like in front of the camera or um, I didn't want to be the face of things. So And that was because I, in 2006, I didn't feel worthy. I didn't believe that I was okay, you know, as I was. And I was just, I lacked so much confidence and belief in myself. So I really love that you touched on, you know, knowing that we're enough because exactly like you said, Pam, we are born enough.
1: Exactly.
0: God created us and we are perfect the way we are. And I exactly. think, oh my gosh, I wish like everybody would just understand that, <laughs> but it's not that simple. I mean, it took years of personal development and personal growth on my part, but um, yeah, if we do not believe that we are worthy and you know good enough, that's so gonna come across in the things we do. And Pam, what are your thoughts about, because I know for me personally, I am, I tend to be kind of a perfectionist. So I used to believe that, you know, I couldn't release a product or I couldn't email somebody unless it was perfect. So what are your thoughts about, um, you know, people getting caught up in that perfection, that whole perfectionist thing? Do you think that it's better to, I mean, yes, we have to be quote-unquote professional with things that we do, but um, I'm not even sure how I'm trying to question this. Um,
1: like, well, how do
0: you...
1: Well, do you I think I what I'm trying your, to say? I, yeah, I think I understand your question, because sometimes we get caught up in perfectionism, and then we can't move forward. Yes. With a paralyzing, um, a paralyzing effort, and I think some of that's fear you know, some of that, I got to make this perfect. I got to make this perfect because if I make a mistake, I'm going to look bad. If it's a mistake, I'm going to look stupid and bad and I can't do it and nobody will want to deal with me ever again. You know, you have that fear and you have to get to in business where it's good enough and let it go. You have to take, someone called it um, uh, imperfect mass action. Like, take this action, even though it's imperfect, and put it out there. And then you can tweak it later once it's out there and send people updates, but put it out there. Because if you keep trying to get perfect, you're never going to get it out. And, you know, another, someone else said once a long time ago that the way to learn how to do business is to do business. And that sounds silly when you're listening to it, but you can't You can't come at business from just a mental thing you have to be in it because it changes and things fluctuate and move and you you have to constantly be there you know and be in that present moment in order to make it really work
0: Yes, and I love I just received an email from um Pam. I don't know if you're familiar with Jessica laRue um, um,
1: yeah okay but
0: she was just talking about the same exact thing in an email that she sent out, um, like towards the end of, which it doesn't matter, but she was talking about how, um, she's human. She makes mistakes and she is a six plus figure a year business owner. I mean, she is killing it. She could even be seven figures by now. I don't know for sure. But I mean, she is killing it when it comes to business. But for her to stand back and like be like, hey, I'm human. I make mistakes and I share that with you. Like that is part of that whole being present Mm -hmm. and being successful because she's connecting with me on a when I look at somebody that is that successful and they just seem all put together and they never share, you know, about like any mistake they make or anything, it almost feels like, gosh, they're so perfect. And, you know, everything is so great for them. But then, you know, Jessica comes along and I'm like, that's what I connect with because she's sharing her human, humanness with me. And that, you know, I think that's so
1: important. And that ties into everything we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Now, see, I've heard her name before. I don't really know her, but I've heard her name, but I, I look at, um, at Kelly McCausey, She yes. does the same thing. It's like very open, very, okay, this didn't work, but this is working. Well, I tried this, you know, and that willingness, um, to be there and make mistakes. I, I trained with someone, um, in martial arts and, one of the women like, will demonstrate uh, her lessons. She'll take, do her, her lessons on video right now because we're, um, you know, we're not able to do everything. She'll do her lessons on video where you can see it, and she makes mistakes and gets corrected, but she does it right there where we can all see it. And I think when you're willing to be human, then people can relate better. You know, when you're willing to say, okay, I'm human, here's what I'm doing, and just be open about that, people relate.
0: Yep. And that that literally ties into that whole no like and trust factor. Yeah. You know, for Jessica and Kelly, you know, for them to be willing to admit, hey, I'm human, I make mistakes, let me show you this worked, this didn't work. That mm-hmm. makes me know like and trust them so much more than that person. And I'm not saying that, you know, that six figure business owner that is all put together and looks perfect. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm saying I do not connect with that. I connect with Kelly and the Jessica's that show that humanness and just, I'm drawn to that often, I guess authenticity is the word I'm thinking of.
1: Yes, yes. And it's like, Guiding the person because, you know, when you're working with someone and you're so far ahead of them that they can't relate and you can't even look back and see, remember where they were, how are you going to help them? Right. So, yes, you need to be ahead of them so that you can be teaching them stuff and coaching them and helping them. But if you're so far ahead that you can't even remember what they're going through, how can you really help them?
0: Exactly. Oh my gosh, this is such good conversation. So (laughs) I want to move into now that we've talked about um, the importance of being visible in business to help you be successful. Let's talk about what are some things that um, our listeners can do, Pam, that will help them be visible and present in business?
1: Well, one of the things that I think of, because for real, it it comes down to your mindset and what you think of yourself because the more confident you're thinking of yourself and the better you feel about yourself, the easier it is to get present. And I know I used to be invisible. And one of the things that I did is I made a tape. I, I started by asking people positive things about myself and thinking about things that, I did like about myself, even though I had to really think hard. And then putting those in a recording, and I would play those in my head. I would play them in my head, and I actually made a tape because I would forget. And I would play it in my head over and over, and I'd play it on the recording when I would forget so that I heard the good things about me. And then the second thing I did is when I would hear, when I would start to say really negative things, like, oh, you're so dumb, or oh, you're just too fat, or any of that, I would try to figure out, no, drop that, just drop it, drop it in the middle of the thought, and come up with something positive to say about yourself. And I know, I hated looking in mirrors. And when I started, I would make myself look in the mirror. And then one of the things that I would say is, you know, it was hard for me to say, oh, you're really beautiful. But I could say, oh, I really like how my hand looks or I I like my eyes or, you know what I mean? And then, you know, this is my body, you know? And eventually I got to say, and I love me, but it took time. And so I didn't make this leap from ugh to, oh, I love me, but I did slowly make the leap of, okay, this is my body. Oh, I kind of like my eyes. you know, oh, yeah, okay, I like how my hands look when I'm moving them around. So you slowly get to to the part, I love me. Because as soon as you can get there, it's much easier to be out in the open. Because usually when you're out on screen and when you're not willing to be present, it's because you are feeling not good about yourself. And so those are some things that can help you really just start to feel good about yourself. And it's important to do that.
0: I love those things that you just mentioned, Pam, and that third one um, about, you know, you didn't just go from not liking yourself to loving yourself. I literally had to start, there was a time in my life, I would not look in a full length mirror, because Mm -hmm. I hated my body that much that I couldn't look at my body. I literally had to start from my head and move down my whole body. And sometimes I would have to, you know, focus on something, um, you know, for a week or two weeks before I was ready to move on to. So like for me, I love my eyes. So I started with that. I would look in the mirror every single day. I love my eyes. My eyes are beautiful. My eyes are unique. And that one, because I already liked that about myself, it was easier to move on to the next thing. But if something came up, like when I got to my belly and, you know, would finally start looking at that in the mirror, I mean, it took me, oh my gosh, I could probably say almost even a month before Mm -hmm. I could actually look at my belly in the mirror and smile and be like oh my gosh, these stretch marks are beautiful. I carried a baby for nine months. My belly is amazing. So I love that you said it literally is not an overnight thing and it takes time because it's not simple to go from. It's not. Yeah. Um, And I love that we talked about this in relation to business. because I think so many times, Pam, when people talk about being successful in business, they want to know the okay, how do I set up the funnels? how do I you know get from point A from, from point A to point B and all the technical stuff, but none of this stuff is talked about. I mean, yeah. I'm sure it is. I just don't hear of it often. So this right. is a
1: really sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying. No, you're right. You're right. But it's, this is a really important part of the business because how do you build a successful business if you can't like you? If you don't like you, it's never going to be there. So it's so important to business, and I'm always amazed when people don't touch on it. Yes. You know, it, it's it's important. It's it's absolutely essential to building a business.
0: Yes, that's why I was so excited when you wanted to talk about this. I was like, yes. (laughs) Um, So I wanna circle back really quickly. Um, You had mentioned that you used to be invisible. Now, I know we all have a general idea of what it means to be invisible, but will you just take a couple minutes, Pam, and share with my listeners, what was that like when you
1: were invisible? Well, I was invisible for years. I can tell you from when I was in high school, I sat in the back of, back corner of my classroom in a brown coat all year round, in a brown puffy coat with my head buried down in it, praying the teacher wouldn't call on me or see me. And usually they didn't see me. I was literally invisible. I would stand next to someone and we would talk, I would be talking and they would be there And at the end of the meeting, the people remembered what that other person said. It was like I was never there because I was invisible. And I cultivated invisibility because I didn't feel like I was worthy. I felt like I was uh, just this horrible, awful being thing that people shouldn't have to deal with. And I had to come to grips with myself about that. So I was truly, I functioned in the world invisible until I realized that that was not going to work for me having the success I wanted. And I worked very hard trying to have the success I wanted. And what I realized is that the reason I wasn't having success is because it went against my prime directive, which was to be invisible. And so I had to learn to become visible in order to, Actually, achieve the success I wanted.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that, Pam. I was getting like all teary-eyed over here when you were talking because while I didn't live my life that invisible, I to a degree lived a very invisible life. I let, you know, mainly my weight. And things that people told me, you know, fat girls aren't successful. Fat girls can't, you know, find love. Fat girls can't this and that. So I, I was so relating to what you were talking about. And Pam, um, when you were living that life as like that invisible person, how, like, how did that affect you and like those around you? I mean, I think of like the person that I know today And I'm so thankful that you don't live as an invisible person because you're really freaking amazing.
1: And just
0: by like knowing you, like we've never met in person and I've only recently met you through Kelly online, but you just, I'm blessed because I know you. Like I, so how, um, I'm trying to think. I'm horrible at trying. I know in my head what I'm trying to ask, but like getting it out into words is so hard for me sometimes. How, um, like, how did that make you feel? Like, did you feel like down and kind of, you know, just alone and depressed? And what was it like living invisible?
1: Well, you know, sometimes I I always felt alone. Sometimes I felt depressed, but you know, I had a great family um and they I I knew they loved me I just couldn't relate because I always felt like if they knew who I really was they would hate me
0: yeah
1: and so I couldn't deal I couldn't let it out um but I I tried very hard to figure out how to function in the world I didn't want to Um, it's weird. I loved God, but I didn't know that God loved me because of how awful I was. I mean, just, so there was this, this definite aloneness that was always there. And sometimes that could be depressing. And I think a lot of like, even though I always did martial arts, I ate my pain and So the more I ate my pain, the more weight I gained, and the more I disliked how I looked. Um, So there was a period when I was slim, because I was always into martial arts and stuff, but I just kept eating my pain. And you you can only eat for so much and not gain weight and gain weight and gain weight. And the more weight I gained, the uglier I felt. And so it just was, It was like a circular, like, you know, it just like, it just kept repeating itself. It was like all feeding one thing into the other, you know, that you couldn't break out of. And I know there's a word for that, but I can't think it off the top of my head right this second. But I just felt, you know, I was stuck in this thing that I couldn't break out of.
0: Thank you. Um, yeah, I so relate to that. Oh my gosh. I, we could talk for hours about this stuff. (laughs) Um, so really quick, another question that just popped into my head when you were talking about all that, can you pinpoint like a specific point in your life when you realized I am good enough? I am worthy. I'm ready to not be invisible anymore.
1: Yeah. You know, I was, um, I was, praying and I was talking to God and I was saying, what, what, how, how do I, how can I fix this? How can I do better? And I had a dream and in the dream, I was uh, with another person and we were in this um, hut and the hut had openings for windows and doors, but there were no actual windows or doors in it. And people were throwing rocks. They were literally stoning us. We were going to be stoned to death. And I, I, I had this like uncharacteristic fit of self-love. And I said, I'm going to defend myself. This is not fair. And I hopped up and I ran out to the door to try to defend myself. But when I looked at the people, all of the people were me. Every single person throwing rocks at me was me.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: And I realized I was the one holding myself back. I was the one making all the judgments. I was the one keeping me all locked up and invisible. And I could not do that. I could change it. That was the moment that everything changed for me
0: holy Toledo you have me like all teared up and I have like goosebumps from head to toe listening to that holy Toledo wow I can't even oh my gosh that was amazing like to end on holy oh my goodness um So Pam, I thank you so much for your willingness to share everything that you have shared today. I know my listeners are going to get a ton of value out of everything that we talked about today. Before we end, is there anything uh, like one or two ideas or just a thought that you want
1: to end and leave the listeners with? The only thing I want to say that we haven't said already is that you exist because God loves you. You are loved and there is nothing you have to do to earn that love or to make it better. It's there because God loves and that's the nature of God. God loves and God loves you and you are not.
0: Thank you, that's so powerful and so true. Hey there listeners, Tish from ShiningSelf.com and the Your Shining Self podcast. As always, thanks for listening. And if you want the show notes from today's episode, be sure to head on over to shiningself.com forward slash episode 29. That's a wrap for today's episode of the Your Shining Self podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment, and share with others that need a message of hope, love, and transformation.